just that one. New shows. And I'm Adam Vokey. What's up, folks? Not a whole lot. Where are we, man? We are in the bowels of the Brush Emporium. The bowels of the Emporium. Bullhucker Studios. Bullhucker Studio, man. We got a new guest with us today. We do have a new guest. Brand spanking new. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend, Dave Adams. What's cracking, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah, yeah, hanging in there. A little chilly today, but... It is a little chilly today. That's an understatement of the year, but yes, yeah, a, <laughs> a little chilly. Negative 27 this morning. I uh, I told you it was so cold. You, you bundle up, right? You wear layers. That's a big thing. You wear layers. And when you wear so many layers, it gets to a point where you got to pee, like I said. You played football in high school, Dave? No, I didn't. Okay, well, no. if you did, you played football in high I school. Did. God forbid if you got to piss when you put all those pads on because you're like, oh, here it goes. You just piss yourself like you're a senile <laughs> old man. That's what you do. So that's a, that's a crazy way to start this podcast. But that's how we roll the ball. Welcome aboard, <laughs> folks. Welcome <laughs> to the Bullhucker Podcast. Uh, I've known Dave for a pretty long time, actually. He was my Mr. Fix-It whenever I'd uh, break my, my my stuff, which was all the time. I, I don't know. I paid a small fortune, I think, in <laughs> fixing my fuck-ups. So, <laughs> uh, Dave, what are you doing nowadays? I'm a IT director for a commercial construction company down in Denver. I'm also the executive director for VSAP, right. Veteran Suicide Awareness and Prevention. We're going to get into that after the stories today. I do want to talk a lot about that. Uh, it's very important what you do, you know. Um, and you have a lot of stats for us today. I do. You, you looked at me weird when I said that. Like, well, <laughs> shit, like... Like the, I do a question or a no, statement. Yeah, yeah Dave, like, I don't snitch. I don't snitch. Dave, 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 I don't think no snitch. So uh, we're gonna talk a lot about stuff. And your wife has a barbershop here in town too. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna plug all your stuff. How's that sound? Cool. Is it cool that two large men told you that we're gonna plug all your stuff? Is that that's a, that's a weird yeah, way to? I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with that. So. Like, <laughs> If that's how you roll, I can run faster than both of you. So. Yeah, well, who can't? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a given for me. You could probably walk faster than I run. Uh, but if you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Bullhunter Podcast. What we do here is we bring on a guest. Today is Dave Adams. Dave's going to tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either borrowed, halfway made up, or it's all the way made up. We don't ask you what it is right now. We just shoot kind of shoot from the hip, right? Yep. We, uh, we, we are no better at this. We're still sucking it. So... Uh, and I never did the, the stats for 2023 to see how it was. So uh, I kind of shit on you there because <laughs> you, like, you, you I have, have a good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the stats disappear. Yeah, yeah. 2020, <laughs> this guy was unstoppable. And then 2021, 22, and uh, I don't know about 23, but it, was, it, it got worse. So uh, have you ever just watched any of these, Dave, at all? Yeah, I had a chance to. I, I didn't, though. <laughs> That's a great answer. I love that. The yeah. option was there. I just decided not to. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna have fun anyway. Now we're yep. gonna have to shit on you a little bit. We're gonna have fun anyway, though. So, uh, Dave, are you gonna tell some stories? Yeah. Let's get yeah. into this bad boy, man. Adam, you wanna read them off for us? Yeah. We've got um, a total transformation operation web page and loading the trailer. Loading the trailer. Is this all IT stuff? No. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just asking. You're talking over our head or not? You know what I mean? So, this guy is kind of computer illiterate a little bit. You know, yeah. I, I do all right. But, no, uh, it's it's just a. You'll see. I, I bring my stuff to Dave. Like, you, you fix it like it's my daddy. Daddy fixed it. <laughs> fix it. Fix it. Just pat me on the head. He goes, "Yes, I'll fix it." You big dumb oh, bastard. All right, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's get into it. Why don't you pick one up, buddy? I'm gonna go with. Uh, a total transformation. Perfect. Yeah, okay, so um, it was 2013, and my son had broke his cell phone. And he came to me. I was making like twelve fifty an hour working at Renner Center. Like, Daddy ain't got the money to, to do the insurance claim. Right. So let's like mix it up and try to figure out how to fix this thing. Took us a couple of hours, and, and we did. And... I just had this epiphany about how easy it was to really do that. Okay. And uh, that was the catalyst for me stepping out and making a cell phone repair business. And I grew that from $18.93 to $825,000 in about four years. Really? Yeah. What was the name of the stallion? It was Rising Stallion Rising and Selling Tech. Right, right. You your card out there, everybody. I, uh, that's kind of a cool story. There's a guy I work with like that. We made fun of him because he was rocking like an iPhone one, like the first one ever made. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're like, what iPhone is that? And he goes, he just he orders his own parts and just fixes it himself. He just keeps fixing it up. He goes, still good. I go, all right, this is the software. Yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. Okay. When he pulled it out, we made big fun of this one. <laughs> and uh, then he was like, he told us how much money he'd saved over the years not buying a new cell phone every five years, three years. How, well, how often do you buy a new phone? Two. Two. Well, depends. If you want the newest cell phone, it's about every year and a half. You're not that guy, though, are you? No. No, I'm not me neither. I'm the guy that wasn't paying attention and got a 14 a week before the 15 came out. <laughs> so, they, they, but, they saw you coming, bro. <laughs> it's through work and whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. What's the what's the biggest uh, issue or what's the biggest uh, challenge about starting a business like that? All kinds of them. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I think the biggest challenge is not letting adversity like get in your way. Right. You've got to be able to persevere. You've got to be able to sacrifice. You've got to be able to, you know, kind of think on your feet and know what you, be open to knowing what you don't know. Right. And then filling in those gaps. Right. You know, because like I started with cell phone screens and then I went to board level diagnostics, water damage recovery, replacing charging ports and playstations. There was no school. Oh, I was just going to ask you. So you just learned as you, you learned as you go. Yeah. Fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. I mean, on other people's stuff, no less. Well, you know, I I ran a program where I buy their broke shit and then try to fix it. So, oh, okay, okay, you know, that's what you're saying. So it wasn't necessarily always the the mad scientist lab on okay. people's stuff. Okay, um, took that pretty important. Like I wanted to nail it in practice right. before I nailed it. Okay, in that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Dave, Dave, <laughs> let's Dave. see what now does. you can you can. Get all kinds of broke stuff, you know. Put it, yeah. put an ad on Facebook. I'll buy your broke computer. Oh yeah, and just try to fix it. Yeah. That's oh look, I fixed it. That's smart. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. I uh, I have no idea. I know the cell phones, like the new Samsung, the curved glass become a pain in the ass, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those ones we have for work, and a guy broke his, and they said it was like nine hundred bucks to fix the damn glass alone, you know, so I was like, yeah, you just got broke glass full, you know, <laughs> so yeah, pretty fucking wild there, um, what do you think about that one? I mean, it's, it's smart, yeah, learning how to do it yourself, it is cool, so, yeah, that's a smart thing, man. you don't do it anymore, or you just still do it? Nah, man, there wasn't enough cheddar in the game, really? you know, like, I, I did good with it, I ran two locations, had two employees up underneath me, but right. at the end of the day, I'd sacrifice my daughter's play recital or right. birthdays, show up late, you know, right. like an hour to do this thing, you know, a lot of staying up late and researching and worrying about taxes or how to market this or how to do that and, right. you know, run a business. And I just wanted to kick back and get a paycheck, man. Yeah. You know what? Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it, bro. Come back to the family. So. Nothing wrong with it. Well, I mean, that's a, a sacrifice you make as a small business owner, right? For sure. But before we go on further, I say you should always support the small business owners because of stuff like this, right? This is what this podcast is all about. So uh, we didn't talk much about upstairs. Did you walk around upstairs? You've been here, eat here before or anything like that? Yeah. Um, pretty cool idea, right? Heck yeah. Upstairs, all local people, all local stuff up there. So if you're looking for a great gift, Brush Emporium, 210 Clayton Street, come on down. If you haven't been here, what you been waiting for? We're going to talk about that a little later. So, All right. I, I believe that story as well. Uh, I do got to interrupt one more time because I forgot to do something. We do have a sponsor today. Uh, Magic Bean there. Have you been to Magic Bean? It's in the old country steakhouse. It's a new coffee shop. No. Family-owned coffee shop here. It's a new country steakhouse. It's a sit-down place. So they got plenty of room in there. If you want to do some studying, if you want to do any of that stuff, Megan Orchid has opened up a coffee shop there. Pretty cool. They have a bunch of uh, stuff like upstairs. Kind of They have like, little shops with local people's trinkets and artwork and all that good stuff. They also have a bakery in there. They make uh, Bella Bolin has all her stuff in there. If you want diabetes, go knock it out. It's worth it because this her shit is awesome. Have you ever had Bella Bolin's? I don't think baked, so. Baked goods. Uh, her husband is the skinniest little guy ever, and I have no idea why. Because when he worked with us, he'd bring like all these, all this stuff she'd bake at home, man. And we'd just go to town. I'm like, how do you not weigh 800 pounds? He's like, I don't like sweets. I go, Jesus. <laughs> you know it'd be like living in Jack Daniel's house I'd be like I don't really drink I'm not into boozing what the fuck so yeah. anyway um, I got a little off the scale there uh, go check them out it's the old country straight guy it's called The Block now uh, she's open um, five days a week she's closed on Mondays and uh, Tuesdays I believe she said so I probably should know that since I'm, she's our yeah. sponsor you know but <laughs> for Mondays for sure she's closed open until 3 o'clock every day open to the crack every day please go check her out it's a great little place uh you know, and if you want a coffee, support a local person, like we just said. 
All right, magic bean. All right. So now they got got my horn done, <laughs> and I have a little gift from you from Magic Bean before we leave. So, all right, that was total transformation. Uh, next, we have either Operation Webpage or loading the trailer. I'm going to go with the one I want to hear. Uh, let's, let's actually go through Operation Webpage. All right. Um. So in 2003, I was deployed to Iraq, and um, didn't have, you know, in my Free time, I didn't have much to do, and I, I made buddies with a civilian contractor over there. Um, he maintained some top secret computer systems that we used to report intelligence on. And, you know, through the relationship, I got to know him a little bit, and he gave me the admin password for these boxes. And so I was able to get into this and, and create a web server. And I built a web page that allowed us to share intelligence data between a bigger brigade level unit and our subordinate battalions. And, you know, we shared the information back and forth. They'd roll it up to us. So we had a big picture of like the entire area of operations. And then we'd produce one big report and put it on there and they'd be able to come and come and get it. You said we. You're the big battalion. Yeah. Okay, and they're the, the littler. Yeah, I was part of uh, HAC 3rd Brigade Combat Team in the intelligence section Okay. Uh, when I went to Iraq. So, you know, and like we manned the prisons out there, you know, when we got all the, all the bad guys and maintained like a catalog of who they were and their known affiliates and yada, 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 connected really? all the pieces. And I just made that into a web page and presented it graphically in that way to, to help us track all of that stuff. So. You think they still use it? There's probably not a realistic possibility that it's still in production. Really? They, they might have something like it. Yeah. Um, you know, because I wasn't the only one doing it at that time either. Like our uh, division level element out there in Iraq, they had a web page too. So. Right. But it just took some nerdy techie guys to sit down, figure it out, and put it all together. So, What year was this you went to Iraq? 2003. 2004. 2003. Well, how long were you over there for? 13 months. 13 months. That's probably plenty. Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Nah, no no military story <coughs> today. Hmm. Do you not, not like talking about it? We don't have to talk about it. Here. Yeah. Not really and not in this format. Okay. So, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough, but uh, thank you for your service, by the way. That's awesome. So, absolutely. Thank you for your support. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Operation Webpage, pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah, pretty, pretty well, man. <clears throat> so, when did you start with all the tech stuff? At what age did you get into this? Um, yeah, so as soon as I popped my head out of my mother, they had this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It was probably like 12, 13. When we got a new Tandy computer from Radio Shack. And, uh, <laughs> my mom had spent like 3500 bucks on this thing, and I uh, thought it was cooler than shit, and yeah. just tore into that thing, and, and she's still pissed off about that. Yeah, I bet she was. They yeah. were expensive back then. Yeah, hell yeah. What was hell the yeah. biggest thing you'd do on a Tandy computer back then? Play Dune, like the original <laughs> Dune. I remember that one. I, what was our first computer? My grandfather bought one. I think he spent some serious cash on it. I remember for Christmas, it played Christmas music, and I thought that was pretty uptown. I thought that was <laughs> the cool. That was a great way to spend ten or $2,000 on, you know. Um, Tandy computer. What year is that? Oh, man, 91, yeah. 92. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a, our first computer, I want to say it was, a, <clears throat> it was like a Mac. It was white. Like it's a pretty small screen. It had that stand that was like a U-shaped piece of metal. Remember those? Uh-uh. <clears throat> it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. What year is this? You think? Probably about the same time, somewhere around 89, 90, 91, right, right. there. I was like eighth grade, freshman year, right, right. there. So, huh. I can't remember how old I was. It's crazy that technology was that much back then, right? Right. I mean, it's 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 nuts how it never really changed prices, you know. It's still, no, it's a little cheaper now, actually, for some, obviously, much, much better, but uh, pretty wild. I was watching game consoles the other day uh, on YouTube, you know, because they always, I like to reminisce, I've always been a video game guy, you know what I mean? I just bought a PlayStation 5 because I'm an idiot, you know, I've stayed away from it, like heroin, people should stay away from 
from heroin. No, no, I have to get back in that world. <laughs> but uh, it was always fun to go back and watch all the different consoles throughout time and what they cost when they first came out. What was your first? Are you a video game guy? Have you ever been? I'm not a big video game guy, you know, but I came up on Atari, Commodore 64, yeah. and, the, yeah. you know, the Oregon Trail, and then uh, Nintendo. Yeah. And Super Nintendo came out. I remember, like, we didn't have one, but I'd go over to my friend's house and stay the night and, like, just stay up and viciously game all night. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My go to was Mountain Dew and Gushers. The, the, the old gushers, yeah, man. Oh, I remember, yeah, two fat guys. Of course, we remember gushers, yeah. you know, it's like vitamins, you know, yep. pop them like handfuls. That's right, that's right. What uh, what game were you gaming all night on? Oh, uh, Super Mario World, <coughs> of course, yeah, yeah, riding Yoshi around and doing all those things, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the Super Mario 3, yeah, that's a, that's an old school one, that, that no, was, like that was on the Super time. Nintendo, right. Oh, the Super, Super Nintendo. Super Mario oh, okay, World yeah. on the Super Nintendo. Okay, okay. Yeah. You weren't a video game guy. You were a little bit, right? No, we had a, we had an Atari that I played quite a bit. <clears throat> and then we ended up getting the, uh, the Nintendo the NES. Yeah. We played I, all that. So. I got the Nintendo the same week I got chicken boxed. It was a message from God. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, had, I, had my, I got my Nintendo about a month before. Really? I got chicken pox. Me and my best friend, Barrett, got... Chicken pox the same week because we got them from his nephew. Right. And so he calls me on Sunday night. He's like, I don't have to go to school tomorrow. I got chicken pox. I'm like, I don't either. So we'd call each other in the morning and start playing Mario at the same time. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, if you go here, then you can get this. And if you go down this tube, you. And so we were kind of like playing at the same time, talking to each other about what was right. where. And it was pretty cool. I played Rain King and Excite Bike. Those are the first two games that came with my Nintendo and Mario. Obviously, came they used to give you a game back then. And uh, my friend Mac would come over. We were brothers, but we'd fight like brothers. I mean, it became a fist fight after a while. You know, that's sure. that's the last thing we came. So, pretty wild how technology uh, has uh, has excelled, but the price stayed the same. You know, I'm glad we don't have to blow the cartridges out anymore. Uh, you know. Okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Where did we learn to do that from? There's no internet for this to go. <laughs> We've to go talked viral. about yeah, this. I mean, think about that, Dave. Like, how did everybody on the planet get the idea to? If you don't know what we're talking about, when you when it wouldn't load or it would get whatever weird, you would pull the, the little gray cartridge out and it had like the microchip on it, right? They what was those like called? The boards. Board. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you would blow like because there's dust in it. Yeah, I guess you thought, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> and I'll be damned if it didn't work. It worked, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But how did that get out and about? How does stuff like that get out and about, honestly? You know, like, I don't even know, man. Like, maybe, like, local game shops. I don't even know. I think that was a thing. I was going to say, we didn't have anything like that in Holly. But, <laughs> but certainly, like, just in high school, you know, just kicking it with your friends. Like, hey, man, try this out. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, some kid in North Dakota thought of that, Dave. <laughs> and, like, two weeks later, there's kids in Florida blowing on their, their Nintendo. I mean, how does that happen back then? <laughs> We all were like, may I ask how old you are, Dave? Uh, 43. Okay, I'm 48. He's 47. 47. So I mean, we're pretty bad. We're about the same. So you grew up in that era where, how do we communicate anything, you know? Well, like to that, I mean, back back in that time, you know, we had dial-up modems still and, and the, <laughs> the bulletin board systems. You know, you could dial into somebody else's computer and read whatever they posted on there. So that might have been a thing. Or um, they they so. had these things back back in the day. They were called letters, and they were on paper. Tell me more. And you hand wrote them. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Like you started by like writing down the name of who you were writing this to. All right. And then you you just dumped all of your thoughts using a pen. You'd write out sentences in cursive. Um, and cursive. Yeah, yeah. It's this this wicked cool. <laughs> Way of writing where you don't lift the pen and it's all swirly and loopy. Sounds lazy as shit to me. Yeah, I, I, I think they pretty was, much did away with that. Like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one guest that knew how to do it. Let me ask you this: then. Did anybody here know how to read it though? I mean, <laughs> no, no, nowadays they don't. You know. uh, let me ask you this though, Dave: Did you just write cursive letters to some dude in Florida you didn't know to explain to him about the Nintendo <laughs> breakthrough? You just that was, did. Yo, that was pen pal. That was like my Facebook back then. Did you ever have a pen pal? Yeah. Did you? No. I never got into that, man. Like, I was, they well, from? they didn't write back, but I mean, my heart was there. 
that I might have, because there was one year in school we had to have pen pals. I never wrote back. So I might have been your pen pal then. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm getting closure today. That's great. Yeah, yeah. The asshole in Holly who just is too good for you, Dave. I think I owe you about 17 letters. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get right on that. He's been dying to know what the girl Carrie really, how, how it turned out. That's what he wanted to know. So. <laughs> All right, that's that was, funny. It is funny. That was Operation Webpage. That's pretty. That's pretty wild, man. That's uh. So were you? No, we won't talk about it. Never mind. Okay, Operation Webpage. What did you think? That was cool. Being able to like do that for the military and use yeah. it for communication stuff. That, that's pretty sweet. This guy, cool man. There's a guy, uh, Chad Freo. You know Chad here from Brush. I know the name. I don't, I don't think I know him. He went to school of mine. He's a smart kid. Real smart kid. Played in the NFL for a hot minute. I was going to say he was a quarterback, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's why I know who he um, So he made this program. Uh, I'm going to mess this up a little bit. So basically it's a program to dumb down any play system, any playbook for any player. So when a player goes to their team, it's it's a, basically a system that kind of breaks it down to an easier level for anybody to understand. You know, So, I mean, stuff like that's cool when you guys can do that. I, mean, I, I would never be able to ever. That would blow my fucking mind. You know, I'm the dumb bastard that's got to read the new program to dumb it down for me but uh it's it's crazy it's, it's out in the market now i guess from the boat uh i was telling you this bobby guzman told me that so uh he had made this program that that's what it does and the nfl teams are starting to buy and get into it so when their new players come in or free agents or whatever it's easy for them to, to simplify yeah, things for because yeah, if you ever seen an nfl playbook it's another language it's almost like it's written in cursive <laughs> i gotta be honest like you started talking about sports in my mind Kind of started to drift a little bit. I was like, I wonder if those puppies got fussed today. My bad. It's horrible. That's a horrible thought. My God, why are you here? We're going to say no, but the answer is probably yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty goddamn cool. So, all right. All right. That was uh, Operation Webpage. One more. Loading the trailer. So, this was probably about uh, 2000 and. Uh, I spent the entire summer, like, COVID had hit and all that, and I was in between jobs, so it got it in my mind to, to build a, a tiny house. And uh, so I went to work for a local farmer and uh, just cleaning up around the yard, you know, driving truck, backing trailers, getting stuff in and out of the bays and worked for him. But I came across, the, like, a 25-foot Dane trailer, and uh, there was a mansion out in Loveland, they were totally tearing it down and methodically, you know, you could go to them and buy construction materials at a discount. And uh, so I made my way out there and got, uh, like I had in my mind, I was going to build a tiny house. And so I got light fixtures and doors. Um, I got SIPS panels so that my tiny house was nice and insulated. Um, what are SIPS panels? You know, they're like got the, the foam insulation and then a piece of plywood on oh, okay. it. Okay. So that's just, you know, a standard yeah. sheet of plywood with four inches of foam on the back of them. Um, and spent the entire sum, summer working out there at the farm and loading the stain trailer. And uh, then the following year, I was able to, to bust all of that out and tore the sides off of the Dane and reconstructed it with all the material that I had collected and was able to build a tiny house and sell that $57,000 is what I got out of that. Nice. What year is this? 2000. 2000. So, I mean, I don't know there was a thing back then. That's pretty cool. So, uh, I have a friend, Levi and Megan, who have a tiny house in Akron. It's pretty incredible, man. You know? It's a... Uh, I'm on a Facebook page that uh, it's kind of an obsession I have is looking at these damn things, these tiny houses. I mean, how many square feet do you think it was? Maybe 350. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the time it was all finished up? By level or no? No. No, no. No, because the Dane set so far up oh, off gotcha. the ground. You know, it was built on a semi-trailer. Right. I think it's uh, kind of cool if you ever looked at them, the, the usage of space is amazing. You know how they how they use right. basically every square foot in that thing is used, right? There's Absolutely. No, there's no wasted space in a tiny house, you know. No, it's pretty cool though, man. I mean, 
for a single guy, it'd be okay because it means you to keep playing, I imagine. And you know, well, if you got an old lady you get along with too, I mean, it would be good. So. <laughs> do you have an old lady you get along with? Absolutely. What's up? Man? Absolutely. What's up? What's up? Are you watching this? Yeah. What's, what's up, up Sheila? <laughs> <laughs> Never make a barber mad. She has sharp objects. Yes. You know. Yeah, and they get pretty close to my neck. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome, man. What do you think about that one, Bill? That's cool. I'd like to build a tiny. So I'm, I'm like you. Like <clears throat> it's just amazing the way that they. Oh yeah. When they build them, the thought that goes into them, and yeah. we'll, we'll lift the stair tread, and there's a drawer under there. Tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, My junk drawer. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Where are the plates? Third step from the from the bottom. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, as you as into the way our world is going now, that's that's going to be a bigger thing, man. Those tiny houses. I mean, you're. Population's exploding, you know, so you're going to have to put people somewhere, you know? Well, you know, and the idea is, too, to be be mobile, like, you know. Right. Own it, be able to move it right. wherever and, you know, work it out for the utilities and the sewage and right. all that and live off-grid and at a, at a reduced expense. I think some people are uh, actually putting those things on foundations nowadays, though, aren't they? I mean, I think it's going to be a thing, you know? I mean... Uh, like, have you seen the Hobbit holes, man? Yeah. Like, those are dope. I'd live in a Hobbit hole. Oh, like off the movie The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. <laughs> Just for the round door, of course. Right. Do you, do you know what he's talking about? Yes. <laughs> I have seen those. That movie. He's nerd illiterate sometimes. You know what I mean? I got to explain this to him. Thank you for translating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Ready, Con. Cursive. Cursive. I don't, I don't want to say concrete. I don't, that, that didn't even make sense. That was that was He's like chiseling it out for like, me that's now. That's like a stroke I just had. Now that word doesn't even. I don't even know how that word came in my head. So. Your brain started to thaw. So there's yeah, it's exactly about <laughs> right. So. I've wrote in cursive in concrete. Really? Yeah. Like when you laid something, you put your name in. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, yeah. My uh, my signature in cursive uh, looks like a doctor's signature. That's what they call the brush Dr. Lundstrom. It's like, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Larry. You bet. So, all right. <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, any other questions for him? I don't think so. So you sold it for $57,000 back in 2000. That's a good little chunk of change back then. Yeah. Yeah, and that was able to help sustain us through, you know, the, the pandemic and all of that. Right, right. And I picked IT back up and yeah. kept moving forward with that. So. You got to go to have just really a little office, actually, you know? Yeah, Megan and uh, Levi were selling theirs online. I don't think they've got, got any office for it yet. But uh, there's those two and the two kids living there. So they seem to be pretty happy, though. So pretty cool. Pretty cool little place, man. Um, for the city of Brush, we went down to, on the uh, 25 these pre-built houses they're building out now, mm-hmm. you know? Really nice houses. I'd live in one for sure. The one thing that was crazy to me was it's right off I-25. Literally, if you take a football, you could hit I-25. I'd, I'd lose you with the football reference. No, I'm, I'm focused. Okay. If you, if you okay. throw a rock, okay. let's go with a rock. Okay. <laughs> okay. Totally with you. Man. Okay. Okay. The guy, and it's I-25. It's like new, and it's middle of the day, so it's just jam-packed. And the guy stopped, and he's he showed us the house. He goes, stop, listen, sh- listen. And we all sat there and like, listen, like, what are we, what are we, what are we hearing? He's like, nothing, right? No. Opens the door and that it just floods in. That noise just floods in from my twenty-five. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But I asked, are all the houses built like this, or is it just a special house to try and fool us? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like three times insulated, like it should be. But it was, I was pretty impressed with how they're building these things now. You know, pretty pretty crazy. So yeah. All right. We well, got one in mind, Vogue? Not really. Really? <clears throat> I got one in mind, I think. So, uh, before we, we uh, pick that, though, I do want to say uh, thank you to the Brush Emporium. Thanks for giving us the space to have our little podcast studio down here. I really appreciate it. They've been very generous in this, you know, uh, great people who own this place. Come down here if you haven't had a chance to. What are you waiting for? They have pizza. They have pastas now. They have frozen yogurt, which you don't want today because it's colder and shit outside. And ice cream. Uh, I had some pretzels. The pretzel sticks before yes, yes. the broadcast, they're good. Oh, yeah, I've had those before. And yeah. the, the green chili queso. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. 
I tried the the the, the, the beer cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. So. Uh, they have what else do they have upstairs? They have all chicken wings. Yeah, the chicken wings. wings. Yeah, the wings are amazing. Garlic pepper, by the way, that's the way to go. But two tank Clayton Street, come down, check out the Emporium, get a pizza to go home, man. You know they make great pizza here. It's all, it's all, it's a family restaurant, also, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, they, have, they have a whole bunch of stairs, a bunch of stairs, concrete bunch of tables, concrete. <laughs> they got a bunch of tables. They got a bunch of board games up there. If you have kids, bring them on in. They have a chess table you can play chess on. Any kind of family board games. Have an old school family night, you know, an old school, not a Netflix night. Although those aren't bad, but not a Netflix night, but an old school family night. Bring the kids down, show them what, how you used to get down when you were younger, when you had a Tandy. All right, that's what we want to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, when we try and decide who has to uh, guess first, we rock paper scissors. How do you rock paper scissors, Dave? There's more than one way. There is one way. Boom, three pumper. <laughs> what did you say? Three pumper. He four pumps. He goes rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. I'm with you. I do boom, boom, bam. Get it over with. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird shit I'm getting into over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when Dave Adams got that real rapey feeling. <laughs> He's thinking back to when you said, we'll plug your shit later. <laughs> they keep getting like closer and closer to that weird line. I'm not, I'm not in. I'm not, I'm not in at all. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to three-pump today. Ready? All right. Gotcha. I think you already know which one it is. So I'm gonna, yeah, all right. uh, I, I believe that... Uh, Soul transformation, that's how I know you. So I think that's a true story. You know, detect uh, all the fix them up stuff, which you did an awesome job at. First, I think you should do it on the side, probably make some serious cash. I get people online looking for that all the time. I think it's because it's Sterling that does it, and that's the closest one, right? I don't know. Operation webpage, I think that might be true too. Um, there's nothing really that says that's true. It seems to be up your alley. But the reason I'm picking loading the trailer is you had mentioned. During the pandemic that did not happen in 2000, it happened in 2020. I caught that too because okay. you asked what it was. He said 2000, and he said it sustained us through the pandemic. Right. So I was like, is this a lie or did he just get his dates mixed up? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry, so, that's <clears throat> that total transformation, when did you start doing that? What year was that? 2013. Okay, that's what I thought you said, but I wasn't sure. Um, I'm going to go with I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to do the loading the trailer also. Just be, Actually, no, I'm going to go Operation webpage. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know, just to be different, I guess. Um, no, I don't know, there's just... You don't think that's so, I, I, I believe that you could write the web page and all that stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. Let's just, just come on and say what you want. Adam thinks you made a web page in the army for porno. That's what he's <laughs> you're, no. trying to, you're trying no, to it's find not that the There is a such thing as troop morale. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, okay, in that case. Yeah. Dave Adams is the word pervert that they all respect and love because of the keys, the one that brings the good porn. You know, not the weird right. shit where they plug your shit at the end and uh, <laughs> That, that kind of porn. That's, right that's out of control. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna go operation webpage. All right, I'm gonna go load in the chair. Dave, let's see your board, my man. I can't see oh. it. There you go, loading the trailer. Yeah. How much is that? Is true? Um, it's a borrowed story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who uh, who are you borrowing from? My uh, my brother. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he built it all by himself during the pandemic. Or is he has it? not built it yet. Oh, he's so, he's, but, he's the middle of. Yeah, the the bit about the trailer and yeah. collecting the materials and working on the farm, like right ninety five percent. That's cool. There. So I've been watching because it's funny. Uh, I, I watch. I go down a hole on YouTube, man. You know what I mean? And I, I love watching the stuff like people take old UPS vans and turn them into living quarters. Have you seen those? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. YouTube. It's it's incredible, Adam. Some of the, the I was talking about mini houses when I was talking about. It. I guess it just dawned on me what you really were talking about. That's kind of where it is. 
I'll send you a, a few I, I ran into. It's really cool, man. And it's guys that are, I mean, god damn, just techie as shit, just just handy as shit. You know what I mean? Just they wire it. It's it's a it's a home. You can live in it. You know, these it's cool because these guys travel everywhere. You know, a lot of them are like athletes or do like like. Uh, like biking or some kind of weird sport where they travel and get into different contests or, or tournaments around the country, you know. Um, but very cool, man. Have you ever watched any of those videos? Some of them, yeah. 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 I, too, am into doom scrolling, so. <laughs> <laughs> but where do you start off? Um, usually Harry Mack videos. <clears throat> Harry Mack videos? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Me neither, and I'm almost afraid to ask. <laughs> he's he's a freestyle rapper and he oh, like nice. like he's got this whole podcast going on and he's just like yo give me three words and then he mixes. Oh, I have tracks. seen that dude. Yeah, I have seen that. And dude. he just like makes this whole bomb rap about the three words you gave to inspire him. Yeah, and I have like, seen that guy. He is incredible, man. I'll waste hours watching him. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I'm like. I uh, I get into the comic book stuff a lot too, all the comic book movies, shit, and I can't stop it. I'm a child at <laughs> heart, so. But that it, it's it's wild. Or I'll get a weird hair mask to watch some tech stuff or something. It'll just goes like you said. Doom scrolling is a great. Well, that's more of a Facebook thing. You know what else I like that I get caught up in watching is like um, the the people that build like homes. They start digging in the dirt and they turn it into adobe and start building it up and like in a like a third world country kind of thing no i mean it may be but like it could just as well be down by the plat sure mean, sure you know sure. Like it's incredibly they're craftsmen oh yeah it's not just yeah. like a little adobe hut that's falling over like right. it's beautiful right yeah you know, so yeah kind of like that and they're digging with their hands and everything and, right yeah, you know, you may bust out a shovel or two too. Sure, you know. No, that's incredible. I've seen, I've seen that. I watch too much YouTube. It's, it's, it's disturbing yeah. how much YouTube I watch. But because uh, YouTube is the greatest thing that's ever came, right? I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube, man. Yep. YouTube University. YouTube University. That's, uh, that's how this podcast came about. That's how all this stuff. And this. That's how I learned how to do all this. I YouTube the shit out of it. So. Should YouTube have to fix phones? I guess there's an opening. So, <laughs> yes, so. how I did it? I don't doubt it, man. That's <laughs> I, I, that guy I work with. I, it made me laugh when he had that whole iPhone, man. I mean, the, the way we shit on him was brutal, man. He, then he ended up shit on us. He's like, you know, I I have spent a third of my fucking fortune on new phones, idiots. Okay, and next time my phone breaks, I'll be like, hey, bro, <laughs> my friend. No, I'm not your friend. Uh, all right, that was. Uh, that was, that was pretty good, man. It was, it was good. It was fun. That's cool. There's uh, there's some stuff I do want to talk to you about. Uh, VSAP. The executive director of VSAP. Okay. Yeah. What is VSAP? Uh, VSAP um, is a veteran suicide awareness and prevention, and we're an organization of veterans, active duty military, first responders, families, friends, and patriots that are all focused and impassioned to end the veteran suicide epidemic. Right. Um, are you uh, affiliated with the 22? The the folks that do the 22? I mean, 22nd of every month? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. That is a VSAP activity that the previous executive director, Melody Christensen, um, <clears throat> she was inspired to, to start doing that. Right. Um, and so I'm, I've just taken it upon myself to, to honor her in, in that and just expand it to other areas within northeastern Colorado that um, we didn't have a whole lot of activity in. So um, we've got a group going in Fort Morgan, um, of course here in Brush, uh, out in Sterling, and then um, there's a group out in Yuma that stand on the 22nd of each month to, to bring awareness to the conversation. So. Right, because there's 22 veterans who die every day, right? Is it a week or a day? It, it's a day. Okay. Um, and actually, you know, we've gotten a lot of progress done um, in in that area. Um, the current statistics, sixteen point eight, I believe, is what the the latest VA data reflects. So um, the numbers are coming down, but you know, the idea is any is too many. Right. Uh, any of our nation's heroes who you know feel like they're alone and, and just can't keep going. Right. Like we're there to be a voice of like, hey, bro. I'm here, 
I've been through what you're going through. If you need somebody to talk to right. before you make a permanent decision for a temporary problem, right. like hit me up. Here's my number. Call me anytime. Right. And how do you find them? How, how, better question, how do they find you? Um, so they can find us on our, our website, nicovsap.org. That's um, N-E-C-O-V-S-A-P.org. And that will be on the description below, the link to that. So, Yep, um, we recently revamped that website and are constantly trying to improve upon that. Um, we do have um, monthly team meetings, but um, we're, we're taking a look at that right now. Right. And like, do we want to be doing team meetings? Are we getting a lot of equity out of that and participation? Right. Or do we want to focus our energy and doing other things? Um, and we don't quite know what that's looking like. So on the 23rd of February, we're doing a community collaboration forum um, in cahoots with Kelly Paris and Break the Silence in Fort Morgan. What's up, Kelly? What up? And uh, yeah, just try and encourage the community to come out and participate. And, you know, we are developing a, a survey to ask some questions to help focus the organization and our efforts through 2024. Um, and just taking a look at like what works, what doesn't, and how can I reach all veterans, right. um, any age, any demographic? How do we capture them all and let them know that we're here? We've got a new vigor to be there and be a stand for them, come alongside them as battle buddies. That's awesome, man. Do you uh, do you have any kind of associations <coughs> with other other not BSAP but? Uh, entities like you in other states or anything like that. So somebody like we'll say in Arkansas is watching this right now. You know, is there is there a, a website or is there anything like that that has like a, a directory of stuff like this? Do you know of? Um. So like, VSAP was actually started through a grant from the VA. Okay. Um. To address the veteran suicide epidemic in rural. Um, areas of the country right. and so I believe there's 38 other communities throughout the nation and those resources can be reached at the VA website um, and then there was another program called Together with Veterans and I know that they do run a directory of like all of the different communities throughout the nation um, we're also pretty closely tied to oddly uh, Hawaii vet to vet um, and we're working with Deb Funai and their team out there um, to promote any is too many and collaborate with that organization. They've got a lot of positive things that they're doing um, by way of podcasts and media and kind of digging into technology and how we can use that to reach out. Right. That's, a good, that's awesome what you do. It truly is. You had mentioned earlier... Uh, you're having a hard time finding younger veterans. Yeah. Guys that are just coming back. Do you, what, do you have an opinion on what that's about? or Is it just a different mindset? I do have an opinion about what that's about. And, um, you know, I've jumped into some of the veteran communities and participate um, in um, what are called veteran service organizations. So that'd be your VFW, American Legion, Disabled American Veterans. But... When you, when you start to participate, there's nothing really exciting going on. Right. And I think there's a disconnect between the organizations and what their organizational goals may be um, and how they communicate that to a veteran who is working a full-time job, who has a family, who might have kids. Right. So we're not taking a look at, like, what time of day are we going to have our meetings? What day of the week are we going to have our meetings? How do we communicate with those people um, in order to attract them into participating? Once they have shown up and participated, what kind of activities or programs are we doing in order to retain their attention or make it kind of uh, equitable trade of my time with my family to go out to this organization and participate? Or, right. You know, that's probably tough. I mean, they probably put their family before themselves, correct? Absolutely. And that's, that's, I mean, that's not uncommon. You know, it's not, 
But it, uh, you have to be time for yourself. It's okay to be selfish when it comes to something like that, right? You know, um, but I, I think that's kind of where the conversation gets lost a little bit too. And like speaking for myself, I was never a priority. It was always my family, you know, and I, I had some problems with PTSD and, and suicide. And, you know, when you're in crisis, you don't really stop and think, you know, if I wasn't here, my family might not be doing okay right. um, without me here. Right. You don't really think about that. Um, on the other side of some treatment and healing, you know, you do have that clarity and that perspective of like, man, I just about made a, a decision to check out and my family, my children, right. my friends, they would have all been hurt if I'd made that decision. Right. So. I had a few friends in Pueblo, not veterans, that had committed suicide. And I, I have a firm belief that a lot of suicides on this side, not the veteran, are absolute bang whoops. You, do you know what I mean? Like, you're intense, you're going for it, you know, and all of a sudden you pull that trigger and then it's all of a sudden, you obviously don't realize because you're dead, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like you said, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right, right. So, well, I think breaking outside of the, the stigma too, you know, like we're all raised to be men and be tough and, and you know, they're just weather whatever storm comes our way. Um, I've got to, I don't have time to, to deal with what's going on up here. Sure. You know, I've got to go to work and provide for my family. That's, sure. that's what I was raised to do. And, um, you know, if I stop and I talk about what's going on up here and how I'm not okay, um, that's not really accepted. So I'm just going to stay quiet. Right. You know, right. and so that's a lot of like what we want to do and promote is like, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. Like we've all gone through it. It's okay to talk about it. Nobody thinks that any less of you by you standing up and saying, you know, man, like maybe I just, maybe I need to go check in. Yeah. Maybe I I need to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Get on some meds. Maybe I just need to go with coffee, go to coffee with vets um, through VSAP, share a cup of coffee, make a connection and start talking to somebody that's not my family right you know um because we've all been there you know and it it really is you know it takes the strength and courage of a warrior to ask for help right um and that's what we get mixed up right right and i I think that's a problem across the board anymore with people you know Uh, i've had a lot of friends going to therapy and i mean i've seen changes in a lot of them awesome changes you know there's nothing wrong with it Absolutely nothing wrong with it. So, uh, I've never personally went because, you know. You've got out. Yeah, I've got that's, out. Cool. that's right. That's a, 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 I have gone. Yeah. And so, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. I think it's great to talk to somebody. People go to the gym for their physical health. Go talk to somebody for your mental health, too. Yeah, man. You need that checkup from that yep. up, right? Yeah. That's a great. That's a great. Check. I like that. Kelly, Kelly was last week, or two weeks ago, on here, and, uh. We, we got to talking about that, you know, and it's, it's mental illness. You said it, yeah, you, your physical health, people are so obsessed with that. You know, they want to go get healthy, but they don't get healthy up here. You know, that's, that's a big deal. And then we're all guilty of it, you know? So yeah, I, uh, yeah. But Dave, I think what you do is awesome, man. You know, if people want to help, they just go to that website as well. Yeah, donations can, or do you do you guys do donations or do yeah, you do okay. sure do um, okay. you have there's a donation link set up on the web page on um, 22nd of the month you're going to see us on the corner of um what is that colorado 134 yep um you're going to see us on the corner of riverview and maine in fort morgan um division in maine and sterling okay and um the the operation out in yuma Sometimes they do it in race. Sometimes they do it in human. It kind of right. depends, right. and that's that's cool. Uh, Ron Brown's leading leading the charge out there. So um, the way I understand it, that location changes, but you see us out there waving flags and right. holding up uh, the breadboards. Um, that's what's going on. That's what's We'd happening. love to have you participate with this, um, but 
if you see us out there and want to swing by and make a donation there in person, that's cool too. Perfect. Yeah, when you see a milk truck honking at you, that's me when I come through. So Got it. I always see to come by through Hill Roads that time. So you know, you know, no, no. Leroy uh, Brown flips me off. I flip him off. We both laugh and we go about our day. So it's, uh, it's all good. So what's up, Leroy? <laughs> you Hawaiian some bitch now I hear. So anyway, he moved to Hawaii. Found a lady in Hawaii. Oh, he didn't move. He didn't move. Oh, he squashed the rumor. Oh. Like he's gonna he's gonna spend the cold months in Hawaii, and then during the summer months, his lady and her mom's gonna come out here. So, right. um, he's still active with VSAP right. and uh, going in between what we're doing in northeastern Colorado and out there in Hawaii. Um, so pretty pretty dope. And uh, I've been there since the beginning, man. Oh, yeah. Like I was there when he met the girl. Oh, and, that's cool. And she's incredible. Because he met her at a VSAT meeting. You said, yeah, did. yeah. We went to the uh, together with veterans. It was like a seminar. Very cool. And uh, is that the right word? Anyways, yeah. Right. There was a, a large meeting of all these communities across the nation. We met in yeah. Westminster. And Very cool. Hit it right off, man. You know, I talked to Leroy a lot about coming on this podcast, but he doesn't have balls like Dave Adams does. Podcast. Damn. Was <laughs> <laughs> that shots fired? I think so. Sorry, bro. You've been called out. Yeah, I love I love Leroy. I was there when the uh when he uh, he was a cop in town for many years and he had to retire from it. So uh it was kind of a, a tearful goodbye at that uh, that uh, council meeting because he's been a cop here since I can remember, you know. So because uh, I've had to avoid Leroy many times. <laughs> so <laughs> good man. No, I I haven't. No, 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 no. You guys are cahoots. That's why. It's, it's yeah. crooked. It's crooked, Leroy. So anyway, Dave, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah. It's it so, it good to see you, man. Thanks for your service. That's what yeah, you can do for veterans. Absolutely. The plan is right now, and you're more than welcome to join in on this, uh, for the 4th of July, we're doing a special Bullhucker episode with just veterans. Tell okay. them stories. So I might have to hit you up for some guys. If you're not willing to talk about, uh, you don't want to talk about yours, I understand, but if uh, we can find other veterans who want to, that uh, will be at McDonald's Toyota. So we're going to do it for the 4th of July. That's the episode. Dope. We're doing two uh, holidays coming up. We're doing a, uh, for St. Patty's Day at the Queens, the I Was So Drunk episode. So that's bring your, <laughs> bring your drunk stories, people. That's what's going to be. My birthday is the 18th, so uh, oh. St. Patty's. Oh, really? Turn it up. So you've been green your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Ijole, so have I, bro. Okay, so <laughs> no, we're all Irish on St. Patrick. All right, anyway, thank you so much, Dave. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Al Brokey. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.